Good morning all, lovely to be able to come and share again this morning. Uh, welcome if you're joining us, either online or coming for the first time. Uh, my name is Mark, um, one of the ministers here. It's just a privilege to be able to share. And um, if I could have the PowerPoint up, um, <clears throat> you'll see... Um, we started last week this new series about confidence, particularly confidence on the front line. So the confidence we receive in Christ, and then how do we share that in the front line, in the places where we're rubbing shoulders with people, where we're sharing Jesus with those that we meet. And so we've started this series together. People are uh, doing a devotion. It's something you can be doing each day, uh, reading together, sharing together. Uh, you're welcome to sign up for that. It's not too late. You just sort of plug into it. It's either an email or you can get it on your phone. And then people are sharing during the week as they gather in life groups. So it's exciting. I think it's a good time for us to be going, yeah, where's my confidence? Where's my confidence at the moment? And um. It was brilliant last week. Matt started off the series, and um, if you missed it, I'd encourage you just to go and look again. A great start to having that confidence through being convinced, being convinced in Jesus, being convinced in all that Jesus has done for us. So I just encourage you, and maybe share it with friends as well. It's a great opportunity to go, hey, check this out, have a listen to this. So this week, we're moving on in our confidence series And we're looking at how we have confidence through being part of a community. And the the aim really is that we look at our frontline confidence, our going out confidence and sharing our lives with others. And the way that happens is we grow when we're part of a supportive community that encourages us to live wholeheartedly for Christ. So I'm going to unpick that a little bit. This all comes based on some of the notes that we are all receiving from LICC. And we want to be thinking about how do we gain our confidence through how we care, how we encourage each other in community. And I just wonder for you, um, if you're facing a new opportunity, a new challenge, something fresh in your life, something that's happening, when do you feel the most confident? What are those points in your life you felt, yeah, I was ready to face that challenge, that new opportunity? And I know for myself, it's probably when I've got others around me supporting me, going, Mark, I think you should go for that. I think you'd be great. You'd make an amazing street pastor, you know, those sort of things. And we think, yeah, those times when I've been confident, not arrogant, but confident is when I've got those people around me. That's what it means to be in community, to be sharing our lives together so that we have confidence to share Jesus with those around us. And... In the society today, there's lots of things to help us have confidence. We can, we can meditate, we can do breathing exercises, things that are good, that help us slow down and stop and reflect. But lots of these things are done as an individual. And our society is often very individualistic. We're about me and my world and my telly and my home and my society. But actually, as we look into the Bible, we see that we're called to be part of community. That's the difference that the church makes. That's what community is about. And I think we noticed this, especially during the COVID pandemic, didn't we? That we were separated from each other and there was a real grief and a sense of loss that we couldn't be together, not just in church buildings like this, but in our homes, in, in, in our workplaces. We missed each other. We, we were like, oh, we need each other. And there was a sense of, oh, there's a real loss in our lives. And I 
I think we've really valued as we've come back together and journeyed in life together, we're realising we need each other. We need each other to build each other up. And I love the barn dance on Friday night. Just um, images of joy and life and doing community together. Beautiful things. Things that happen just through the week that we don't always see. Having meals together. Uh, Alpha's been great. Meeting here and sharing meals. Life cafe that happens where we just gather and go, how's your week been? How are you doing? The youth events that happen. Um, informal teas and coffees or kind of picking up a phone and praying. We need all of these things. We are called to be in community. But I just want us to think about why be in community. God is all about relationship. The very opening verses of the Bible speak of God in relationship. I love these verses. Someone shared this with me and I hadn't really seen it before. Maybe you have. But it says this in Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Holy Spirit was hovering over the water, and God said, let there be light. I don't know if you see it there, the relationship of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God, in the beginning, God, there he is, God the Father is there, right in the beginning. And the earth was formless, but the Spirit was hovering over the water, God the Father, the Spirit, and then... Verse 3 says, and God said. Another name for Jesus is the Word, the Word of God. So Jesus is there, the Word of God, speaking life into creation. I love that, that there is this relationship of God, the Father, Son, and Spirit. And when I was living as part of a Christian community at Lee Abbey, on my way to the chapel every day, I would walk by this picture. And I'm not a great one for art, I must admit. This is an icon that's done by, I'll get his name right, Andre Rublev. An amazing picture that I've come to really appreciate. And I've borrowed some notes from a chap called Richard Raw, talking about the divine dance, the trinity, this amazing joining together of God the Father, Son and Spirit. And he paints this picture, and I'm just going to pick out a few bits that talks about this community relationship It talks about God the Father in gold here, the perfection, the fullness, wholeness, and ultimate source of life. And then we've got blue, the the character there in blue, which is Jesus, representing the human, both sea and sky. And therefore, God in Christ, taking the world, taking on humanity. And he's also got two fingers. I don't know if you can quite see that. Have I got a pointer on here, Matt? Top one. The two fingers of Jesus, which speaks here of the humanity and the divinity, that amazing mystery of fully God and yet fully human. And then we've got the Holy Spirit represented in green here. This amazing representation of design photosynthesis, this light and transforming light in all its presence. So good, isn't it? That sense of God the Father, Son and Spirit. But if you notice, if we gaze, we can see there's a bit more. There's an open space. It's an open table as they gather and share and do life together. And they think that somewhere on the front, they found a bit of glue, uh, this chap's written about. They, They think maybe on the front of the table here, there was some glue or residue that they found. And they think that there was a mirror on there. This sense of this open table 
where we are invited to be the fourth person at the table. The Holy Spirit is inviting, offering and clearing a space for us. Amazing that we are invited into this presence with God the Father, Son and Spirit. It's stunning when we think about it, that we can be that fourth person joining in relationship, in community. And for me, it brings that fresh insight and revelation that when we're invited into a church community today, we come and share in this communion meal, this meal that is laid before us, this meal of a remembrance of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. It's amazing that we are in community, in relationship with one another, and that is brilliant and it is right. And we're also in that relationship with each other as well. The relationship with God and then the relationship with others. That sense of we seek his presence and then we share his love. That's what belonging to God means. LICC that we've been looking at has some of these images. The image of us in the community. So the six dots there are meant to represent the 6% of community of people that gather and worship once a month in some form of church in this nation. And so sometimes we can feel that we have to share share Jesus from our little corner, our little six people, and we can hunker down and go, oh Lord, bless people, may they come to us. LIC's heart and mission and our mission is that as we gather, as our little six percent here, as we gather together and we worship and we build each other up and we pray and we study and we encourage Then, through 90% of our week, when we're not gathered, when we're scattered as the 6% out in the world, rubbing shoulders, doing life, caring for those around us, we pray, come Lord Jesus, in those moments. We say, Lord, would you fill me? Would you encourage me? Would you give me confidence as we gather together so that I may go out and share the love of Christ with those that I meet? I'm just going to dig in to the passage that we've looked at a little bit this morning to help us. These words say this, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. I like that. They're already doing it. But the people in Thessalonia, they're struggling. They're having a tough time. Paul starts with therefore, which means we know something's come before. They've been worrying about when Jesus is going to come again. They're, they're worrying that they're going to get struggle and get pulled back into darkness. But Paul's saying, it's okay. Remain self-controlled. Stick together. Hold together. And then he says these incredible words, which he says to us this morning. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. Encourage one another and build each other up. Encouragement is amazing. Just think of a moment of times when you've received encouragement from others. Feels great, doesn't it? When we receive it, it transforms us. It literally (sighs) builds us up. We feel strengthened, encouraged. It gives us confidence to share that faith with others around us. The Greek word uh, literally translates that word encouragement or comfort in two ways. It's the para, which means alongside, and the calio, I'm probably saying that wrong, which means to call. So it literally means to call alongside. So when we encourage other, each other, we're actually saying, come alongside me, come and, come and be near me, come and gather. 
That's why we gather together in big groups like this, in small groups. We say, I need you. Please come alongside, stand with me, be with me. I love that. To call alongside. And if we look into the passage, there's so many ways that they were encouraging, told to encourage and build each other up. It's full of it in this passage. Lots of, uh, I'm going to go my primary school things, lots of bossy verbs here, lots of things to tell us, things that we can do that help build confidence as we build each other up. We can acknowledge those who work really hard among you and go, well done, keep going, I'm with you. Some people have been really kind to me as I've joined this church and go, Mark, I want to pray with you, I want to stand alongside you as you bless others. And we can do that for each other. And then there's other bits in there, it says live in peace with each other. We think, well, that's, that's easy, we just ignore each other and don't get on. But actually, that's tough, isn't it? To live in real peace where we go, I struggle with you, you maybe struggle with me, but because of Jesus and his blood shed for us, he has made a way for us to come together and go, no, we love each other, we're going to be in peace together. It talks about warning those. Encouragement isn't just going, oh, well done, keep going, keep going. Encouragement sometimes, like I am with my child or my wife is with me sometimes, we go, yeah, just be careful with that. Watch that. Watch your tongue especially. The Bible says lots about how we speak to each other. Warn those who are idle and disruptive. Some of us need a bit of a kick. Some of us need a, ooh, close, (laughs) quiet down. But we need each other in this. And then what else does it say? It says strive to do what is good. Keep going. It also talks about helping the weak, being patient with everyone. Lord, help me in these things. Help me to be an encourager. Help me to build up. Help me to live in peace. To help the weak. Be patient with everyone. It's a challenge. And I just thought for the visual among us, I'm just going to finish with a few images that may stick with you, that give you confidence as you encourage each other in the weeks to come. And I've just got a few little images that maybe help us. For me, I love this film, the film of Gladiator. And there's this amazing scene uh, as Russell Crowe, as Marcus Aurelius, leader of the armies of the north. I don't know his whole speech, but um, as as he says to these first gladiators, as he's there in the ring, and he says these amazing words, which I've just lost. There they are. Here they are. Listen to these words. He says, whatever, I'm not going to do the Australian accent, whatever (laughs) comes out of these gates, we have a better chance of survival if we work together. If we stay together, we survive. Now, we know as Christians, it's not just about, oh, we hunker down in our little corner of six dots and we survive. We've been called to have life in all its fullness. But Hebrews writes something similar, this idea of hot coals, that when we are together, we bring heat, we bring life and energy. If we're separate, we can sometimes get a bit cold, can't we? I know that I need to keep rooted in. And that's what these words in Hebrews says this. And let us consider how we may spur each other on to love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some of you are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as we see the day approaching. approaching. Let's not get cold, let's not get isolated, let's not withdraw. We gain confidence when we come together, when we receive the Spirit together as we worship and pray and seek the Lord and seek his presence. 
we heat each other up. And I don't know about you, but I, I sometimes seek out those people. I go, I need that person. I need those hot people in my life that are around me, that encourage me. Um, and you probably know of those people in your life. They go, yeah, I know I can go to these people that bring me heat as I come together. Another one. Um, Matt didn't give this out to the street pastors, thankfully. I, I left it here on stage. Um, this is a great image, isn't it? Come on! Come on! My daughter said, Dad, you might be in the paper for this. <laughs> and I was also carrying in some um, tablecloths that I'd washed at home, and she was like, looks like you're going <laughs> to dispatch someone <laughs> and then cover them up with a tablecloth. No. Um, this is my axe that I found uh, in the house that I moved into. And it was blunt. And it was pretty useless. It was kind of no good at all. I couldn't chop anything with it. It was so dull and it's still not brilliant now. But it, it does work. It has got an edge to it. And Fiona put a little thing on, my, on our little neighbourhood WhatsApp chat saying, is anyone any good at sharpening or got a grinder? And then mate down the road, Richie, went, yeah, I've got a grinder. You can come down. So me and Fiona went down, had a chat with with Richie, and it, he put it on the grinder and he sharpened it up and gave it an edge. He gave it some grit and some sharpness and some life again. He brought it back to life just with five minutes of putting it on his grinder. Isn't that brilliant? What a great image. The Bible speaks of a similar image here. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. I wonder, who are the people in your life that sharpen you? Who are those people that come alongside you, build you up, but maybe also rub off the rough edges, maybe get it back to the point of, yeah, I've got a use and a purpose and a value. Holy Spirit, would you bring people around us that do us good and sharpen us as iron sharpens iron? Where's my other images? Oh, this is a special image for me. <laughs> um, when I was at, I didn't think it was, when I was at the Abbey, I was having a really tough time. It was challenging. I felt really on my own. I'd been called to this place with Fiona. We were serving the Lord, running an outdoor centre, pretty clueless, <laughs> to be honest. I'd been doing it a year. Lots of my team had already left because the place is coming and going. And we were praying around different areas of uh, the Abbey. And someone went into my office and prayed for me, <laughs> encouraged me. And they came back with this picture of geese flying. And they went, Mark, I, I want to leave you this image of geese and how they fly together. And I looked up what geese do when they fly in this amazing V formation. What happens is um, that the shape helps the flock to make better progress. The front bird, bird breaks the air and then it creates lift for the ones behind. Each bird gets help from the one in front of it. Scientists reckon that this V formation, they can fly 70% further because they're working together. Isn't that crazy? They can fly 70% further. Um, the formation also helps those um, that are injured or wounded or need help. One bird might go to the ground and actually others will go down with them. Their family gathers around them, their community, and then they wait for them to rest and recover. And then they fly again back in that V formation and keep it going. Praise God for that. May we fly as a V. May we be people who go, actually, I'm going to take a stint at the front. I'm going to be the one that breaks the air and comes alongside you. We need those people in our lives. 
And then we can have a breather. And then we go, no, I'm going again for the Lord. I want to keep going. Praise God, I had a chap called Keith who came alongside me. And he took a stint at the front. Oh, Lord, thank you. We need that, don't we? We need that. And so, as I finish, as I close... I've said maybe a few things, maybe a bit scattered this morning, but I pray that God has spoken to us that as we seek confidence together, we seek confidence through community, through God the Father, through God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and that image of being as welcomed into relationship with God as we feast, as we gather together. Maybe that's for someone this morning, for the first time even. Lord, I accept your welcome to come to that table, to take that space at the table. Thank you, God, that you've called me, that you know me, that you love me. I want to choose to say yes to you today, Jesus. Maybe that's for you. And maybe for those of us that are already trusting and following Jesus, we're called to be encouragers and champions and go, come on, let's do this together. Let's pray for each other as we go out, as we serve, as we share Jesus with those around us. Let's continue to gather together and seek the presence of God so that we can share the compassion of Jesus wherever we go. Lord, would you change lives, change my life, transform my life so that I could transform the lives of others around me. So let's continue to encourage and build one another up. Let's continue to do good. Let's continue to sharpen each other. Let's continue to fly together and to champion each other as we journey together. Let's be still for a moment. Let's be quiet. Let's seek the Lord. Maybe you're prompted to think about people around you that you sense you need to encourage this week through practical support, words, messages, acts of kindness. Maybe you're the one that needs that, need to ask for help. So let's be still. Let's listen to what the Spirit is saying to us this morning. Father God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we thank you that you have called us, called us by name to that table to gather, to sit with you. Thank you that you've called us into relationship, into community with you. We are your body. We are the church. We are your hands and feet, this community, Lord. And so I pray that you would help us to encourage one another, to build each other up, so that we may have confidence to share the love of God to those that we meet. Thank you, God. Thank you for your presence, for your spirit. Thank you that you're with us, so you don't ask us to do the sharpening, the flying, the being hot cold. You don't say, do this on your own. You say, I've given you my spirit. So we receive your Holy Spirit afresh now that we may be your community. Thank you, God. Amen.